Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Hey, my friends, quick announcement for you before we dive into today's episode. Coming up on Tuesday, January 21st, 9 a.m. Pacific, I've got a brand new ads targeting workshop I'm doing. This is an online workshop, live workshop. It's all about how to attract and get in front of your exact target audience on Facebook and Instagram. Targeting is one of the biggest questions I get. So I wanted to do this ads targeting workshop. This is a paid workshop. It's $97 up to January 14th. After the 14th, it's $147. Okay. So to register for the training, if you can't make it live, register and I'll get you a recording of the training. It'll be yours. rickmulready.com forward slash targeting workshop. Again, it's rickmulready.com forward slash targeting workshop. This is going to be about a two hour workshop do live Q&A. We're going to be talking about why your ideal customer avatar description is not enough when it comes to ads. I'm going to take you through how I research target audiences to ensure that I'm putting my ads for my business in front of my exact target customers. I'm going to take you through interest targeting, how to group target audiences together when setting up your ad campaigns. I'm going to talk about ideal audience sizes custom audiences, lookalike audiences, the number one audience that you need to be building in 2020 and why most people won't do it. The do's and don'ts of layered targeting, the biggest mistake that I see online entrepreneurs making with their ad targeting, and then also three must-have ad targeting strategies. In addition, like I said, I'm going to be doing live Q&A. Okay, so to register for this paid workshop, brand new ads targeting workshop, go to rickmulready.com forward slash targeting workshop. You also get more information there about who this is for and what you're also going to be walking away from that training, feeling super confident, empowered, and pumped up. I'm bringing it for you in that training. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Super appreciate it. I think this is the first Wednesday episode of 2020. Happy New Year. Hope you guys had amazing holidays. I'm so pumped about 2020. Just... I mean, I got a, a year under my belt now of being a dad and running a business. Maya is walking now. And in fact, she's actually motoring now and she's into everything. That's been so much fun. And my wife and I are closing on our first house and we're moving at the end of 
January. Still here in San Diego, but to a much better, much safer area. Very neighborhoody. Lots of families. Great school system. It's amazing the types of things that you have to think about or that you get to think about, right? When you have a kid, everything changes. So we're super excited. I'm also super excited about all the things that uh, I'm bringing you this year. It starts with this amazing, if I do say so myself, interview here today. Super excited to welcome Kate Dillon to the podcast. Kate has done an amazing job in a very, very niche market. And she calls herself the girl who sells race car parts. She's got an e-commerce business that's going to hit seven figures this year. But she also, which we're going to be talking mostly about today, is she started an online training side to her business in 2019, where she created a course for race car drivers about marketing and sponsorships. And her e-commerce business, she sells race car parts for race car drivers who have crate engines. No clue what that means, but she's crushing it. And she's like a mini celebrity in the motorsports space. And I asked her to come on to talk about not only how she's built her business and how she launched her online course in 2019, that course turned into a membership program in the, in the latter part of 2019. But she's also done an amazing job of doing webinars for the first time, doing Facebook ads really intentionally for the first time because she's been boosting posts for years. And now she's finally actually running ads in ads manager for her webinars and also list building. And we talk a lot about how she started to target cold audiences and was really nervous about that because she was opening herself up to, you know, people that, that don't know her. And so we talk about what that was like. And we talk about serving a very niche market. It's like selling to a niche within a niche is her, are her audiences and how she treats that on the ad side, but also in her overall marketing. Kate does a ton of video and she uses Facebook groups in her in her business and she's built amazing credibility. So we dive into all that here today. One thing I really want you to listen to today is how well Kate knows her target audience and how that drives all of her marketing, all of her messaging, how she speaks to her target audience and how she sells to them. Because this is an audience that's not used to online trainings or online anything like that. And so she has done an amazing job in reaching them and getting them to take action and engaging. And, and she just leads with this amazing heart of value and serving this community. And you're really going to hear that passion come out in Kate's interview here today. So really be listening for that, how well Kate knows her target audience and think about you and your business and how you could do a better job of that yourself. I know that I did that as I listened to Kate's story here in today's interview. So without further ado, let's dive into it with Kate Dillon. Kate, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to have you on here. You had posted in the Foundations Facebook group about some success you were having with your ads going from one time boosting your posts and not really knowing what the heck you were doing when it came to ads and ads manager and all this other stuff. And you started to kind of dabble a little bit, if you will, kind of to dip your toes into the ad game and started to see some success. And uh, you have some really interesting businesses, both e-commerce, but also on the course side where you're doing webinars and membership and stuff like that. I want to dive into all that because I'm so intrigued, especially you, you said some things before we got started recording here about I'm not an expert in what you're doing, but I'm going to challenge you on that. But <laughs> before we go on any further, why don't you explain to all the listeners here a little bit about yourself and what you do in your business, both of your businesses. Great. Well, my name's course Kate Dillon, and I started CrateInsider.com about in 2013. At the end of 2013, we launched in 2014, and I'm known as I'm the girl who sells race car parts. So I sell race car parts to a very specific market. It's uh, race car drivers who have crate engines. So anybody who's outside of that doesn't understand what Crate Insider would mean, but anybody who's in it totally gets that. So it's selling physical products to race car drivers, and then 
more recently, here in 2019, I started a, I did my first course for racers where I teach them about marketing and sponsorship. And seeing that a course just really wasn't going to do it, that it needed more. I mean, marketing changes all the time. There was always more things I wanted to add that I decided to launch a membership in October. So October 1st, I started off with my membership. Now, I've been running boosted ads on Facebook for years, since like 2014. And the reason I've boosted, well, two reasons. Number one, there's no button I can push that says race car drivers for a demographic. <laughs> there's, I mean, if, if you know of a, I know you're the expert on Facebook ads. So if you can find the race car drivers who have a crate engine button, I am all yours. But what I found is it worked really well to boost those ads to the people who like my page and their friends. And it's a yeah. pretty big page. It's a page that now has about 20,000 likes and they're, and they're very targeted. I've never bought likes. So yeah. it's, you know, it, they're true fans and it, they are effective. I mean, for boosting posts, but going into this webinar space was a brand new gig for me because I, now I'm not just talking to race car drivers who have a crate engine. Now it doesn't matter if you've got a go-kart or you're in a drag car. I mean, there's all kinds of different race cars out there and I wanted to reach a broader audience. Now I could leverage the audience that I already had, sure. but trying to get out to cold traffic and what buttons you push, I knew I needed to use ads manager and that's, the second reason you open that up and it's just freaky and scary. <laughs> it can be for sure, especially how much it changes, right? Oh, well, I, I mean, I love how it changed. You created your course in your first video is, by the way, this might look different for you, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, conceptually, once I knew what I was looking for, it, it mm -hmm. really wasn't that much of a divergent from that. So how did you get into this? How did you get into race car, you let me know that you're in North Carolina, which is, you know, that's where, that's where race car driving is all about NASCAR and everything like that. How did you get into this whole thing? Well, the, yeah, it's kind of a funny story because I grew up, my dad was a race car driver, okay. but from, I probably didn't go to a race after I was like 16 or 17 years old. Cause you know, then I was a girl and putting on makeup and boys and the whole deal and traveling the country, got a degree in interior design. I worked in architecture for seven years, but then my dad and my brother had been having this racing trade show regionally for a few years and they were trying to grow it. And I don't care what job I do, like I, it didn't matter that I was an interior designer. I always end up marketing somehow mm -hmm. and client relations, something sure. with marketing, yep. whether I wanted to or not. So they invited to me come back because of my sales and marketing experience. And so I came back from, I was living in Idaho at the time, came back to North Carolina to do that. And I worked for the trade show and we did that and they decided they weren't going to continue on. But in the meantime, I, I had just seen objectively that there were all of these racers who had this one thing in common and nobody was really serving that market hmm. and it was just all general. I mean, would you, whatever your car is, I mean, if you've got a, a 2020 Toyota, whatever, you'd want to go to the that 2020 Toyota Insider rather than allimports.com, right? So, yeah. so it's a very, very targeted niche and I just saw there were so many of them had this idea and connected with a couple of engine builders and some other manufacturers that I had met. And that's how I started Crate Insider with, uh, I knew nothing about websites, started with like 30 products. Now we've got uh, about 750. I went from like, I don't know, eight vendors. And I mm -hmm. think one of them was my dad. And now we represent closer to 50 or 60 parts. We wow, send them awesome. all over the United States and Australia and Canada. That's awesome. Now, what made you decide to get into the course business and the membership business? Well, just as part of examining marketing and you, yeah. you start fi finding the creators out there and just trying to get um, good. Well, actually, it's a funny story. The very first, I probably found social media examiner first. Mm -hmm. And I was on their website looking at like social media marketing world. This would have been back in like 2014. Now, back then, I mean, I'm eating ramen noodles and... You know, like that's what I'm doing to start my business, trying to not pay myself, all of those things. So I sure as heck couldn't spend that amount of money to go to social media marketing world. So, yeah. in, but on their website, they had all of these other conferences listed out. And so I found, wow, there's one in Raleigh that's coming up in November and went to the internet summit for the first time. And it just opened my eyes mm. to just 
doing like selling on the internet. So yeah. that's when I started doing video. I do a ton of video by the way. So mm -hmm. that's how I've made my business. But uh, so I learned about video and I learned about MailChimp or, you know, email and, and Facebook and it was all these things. And then you start digging deeper and then you find the creators in those space, you know, people like Amy Porterfield and Jasmine star and, and you start following them and then you can't follow them for very long without saying, Oh my gosh, I need to do a course too. I need to be like these cool people. <laughs> and, and actually I've done a course on e-commerce because I also have built stores for some of the other companies in our space mm -hmm. because e-commerce, some of these sites are stuck in the nineties. And yeah. I originally, I have built a course, had a total failure and realized a lot of things about really qualifying your market. And then I just keep getting asked the same questions. I get manufacturers calling me, Kate, Kate, how here's this Facebook question. I'm like everybody's personal Google. So I decided to, to try to really help our industry. And my, my big dream, I mm -hmm. would say, is I, my dream right now is I want to reach impact the lives of 10,000 racers. Because if 10,000 racers can learn this stuff and even get $1,000 in sponsorship, mm -hmm. that brings $10 million into our industry. Mm -hmm. That is, I think, that's what I want to do. I need them to have money to continue to race so they can buy parts from me. But yeah. it's more than that. It's not just parts from me. It's parts from everybody. And, and we have a lot of work to do in the racing space to improve our marketing, to yeah. reach a larger audience and not be so – it's great to be niche, but you don't want to shut out a potential new audience. Most people would think that that niche that you serve with the e on the e-commerce side is too niche. I hear this all the time. and I'm sure that you do as well. It's like, oh, I don't want to niche down because I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever I'm coaching somebody that has that kind of question or mindset block, it's, you know, we, we turn that around. What would you say to those people who were like, you know what? I don't want, I mean, they're afraid to niche down too far because they feel like it's not a sustainable business or one that they can scale and all that stuff. But you've obviously done an amazing job of doing that. Yeah. Because we'll do, we do high six figures. We'll do seven this year. Easy. Mm -hmm. I and mean, without a doubt. And I would say it's really important to niche because if you try to be everything to everybody, you are nothing to nobody. So you're just vanilla ice cream. I mean, you're just vanilla ice cream. If you can be very specialized, then you can become the expert in that space. And I'll be real in the fact that I'm not, you didn't hear in any of this that I'm a mechanic mm -hmm. because I'm not. What I do know is I don't know how to put the engine together, but you know what? I know the guy who does. So I've yeah. surrounded myself with experts in this space who then I create this platform for them where they're, they're able to reach a larger audience because I I, I represent lots of different products. So, I mean, I think there's ways to go with it, but niching is incredibly important. I've done a lot of reading and videos and, um, you know, Marie Forleo, I mean, there's another mm -hmm. one to talk about that. But yeah. I say, absolutely, you can always expand or start another thing. And I get approached all the time by companies like, hey, you know, you do such a great job at selling this thing. You know, will, will you sell our thing? And unless I can really make that justification that it's the right thing for my market, mm -hmm. I, I just have to tell them no. Uh, yeah. and, and I do. I will say no. So what was it like to launch the course and then the membership? What was that process like for you? Because you were expanding out beyond mm -hmm. who you serve in the, I mean, you're in the same, you're in, you know, for race car drivers, but now you're expanding out just beyond the people who race with the crate engines. So what was that like for you? Well, you know, it was really fun because the truth of the matter is at the core of what I teach is the exact process for how I've built my business, Crate Insider. And, and it's the same stuff. I mean, so it's how I've built my business. It's about having your offer. It's about reaching a larger audience. It's, you know, being good at social media. How do you do that? And just continuing to scale up as you go. So it was, it's fun, but then I get those questions from, you know, outside places and it's like, mm -hmm. wow, it still fits. I mean, everything still fits in that box. And, you know, I'd say about courses, I was really like scared of courses at first, or it seems like it's a big process. And the thing I'm going to say is that creating the course, not hard. Launching a course, selling a course, totally different story. <laughs> and, and that's probably my challenge in my market is that the online learning is completely new to my market. Mm. And if you're in a market that at least has some online learning, 
it, it's not a big surprise. You know, I've, I've, uh, me and my friends, we, few of us have a mastermind and we just kind of look and go, wow, you know, oh, thousand dollars for program. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy this one. And oh, you're, oh, you're buying that one too. Oh, okay, great. And we, you know, what's that like Mm -hmm. for my market? This is brand new and like $25 a month. What, you know, why would I pay that? You know? And so I think the challenge is, is when you're bringing something new that is unheard of in your market, that's a challenge. That's probably the biggest challenge with all of this is explaining online learning and why you're paying for this. And this is free over here. So uh, that's been an interesting experience. How did that change your marketing messaging? Because I mean, that's such a great point where, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about problem aware, solution aware, but then it's taking it a step further. It is like, is my audience used to consuming content, paying for content online and learning in that way. And if they're not, that's a whole other level of educating them and taking your marketing message to the next level. Yeah, it really is. And I learned a lot by creating my winning motorsports marketing program, which was a course in Mm -hmm. January. And so I really surveyed some of the students in there, you know, several of them had great successes. And I surveyed them, okay, what's missing? What would you like to see? And what I really heard from that was, okay, well, we we really want more access to you. I didn't have a private Facebook group for that one. So what I did is I think it's important to listen to the audience. And what my previous course failure taught me before was that you need to be building an audience long before you want to be selling anything to them. Yeah. So every one of these was a lesson along the way. So I started a like a public Facebook group. I mean, you still Mm -hmm. need to ask there's the free group that I've got. I started that long before I started the Facebook page for winning motorsports marketing. I only did that because I needed it for ads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nice. So I, now I know that the process would be build your audience first start having a relationship with that audience mm-hmm. by releasing a course, get that feedback, find out what was missing, find out what they really liked, find out what resonated. And then now that's moved over to a membership one so that I can lower the price because a monthly number is always going to look smaller than the, than the big, big nut. Yeah. And also going across the time, then I can develop a relationship. I can, I can justify coaching, you know, doing individual coaching for the, the people that are in there. So that's how that's developed. So did you launch a, the course via beta launch or how did you launch it back in January when you, you know, you built up that free Facebook group and then we're like, all right, I'm launch this course. How did that, how did you launch it? Um, I launched it with a four part video training series. Okay. Um, what would be like, uh, what we'd known as PLF style, yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Walker. Mm-hmm. And so I did four videos. Now I did not do it where you had to sign up like yeah. with a service, like easy webinar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I did it just in the private, in that Facebook group okay. and just said, okay. And I did them live because yep. Like I said, I do a ton of video anyway, so I just did it live for those four days. But then I ended up saving those videos and putting them onto my website. And that way it was offered as a free course, so to speak. Smart. And, and then I had it, I had that program open just for a few weeks, you know, with a, I've learned you have to have a cutoff. You have to have a cart close. Yeah, sure. Um, scarcity sells as much as I hate that. I wish I could just be open all the time, but it yeah. just doesn't work that way. So that's how, so that, how well. How many off. students did you bring in at that point? I brought in 23 at that point. What was so, your goal? What was your goal with that? I don't know that I had a goal. I mean, selling one made me super happy (laughs) after my previous experience. No, I mean, I I think it was probably a little bit bigger than that. Like um, I wanted probably a hundred to 150, but I was happy with knowing January happens to be my busiest month of the year. I sell more parts this time of year than any other month. So the fact that I was able to get the videos recorded in December, get them edited, build a website and do a four part video launch in that month while I was that busy, I felt a good sense of accomplishment. And then I just doubled down and really focused on the people that were there. So and then good. When, when did you relaunch that after January? I really didn't relaunch it. I think I just opened it up, you know, like in August or something. I just made it so that there was a buy button okay. and I picked up one or two people there. So I didn't really do a launch because at that point I'd already decided that I was going to have a membership. And so I was planning that at that point. So what was that shift like for you going from the course to the membership? Oh gosh. You know, I, I would say that 
it's just like basically having mini courses and did a lot of research. And my membership is patterned a lot after what, uh, like Jasmine Star Social Curator Program. Mm -hmm. I've been a mm -hmm. member of her program since day one, like her very mm -hmm. first webinar. So I love what goes on there. So I modeled a lot from what Jasmine Star is doing. So the idea of having this really robust Facebook group, this private Facebook group, and having written like I action guides, you know. So it really is yep. just like Jasmine's. And I thought about the different topics that were important. And so I launched it with the topic that most racers want to know always is how do I put together a sponsorship proposal? Mm. And a lot of my motivation is because I see lots of really, really terrible ones. Yeah. <laughs> really, really terrible ones. So I did that as an action guide. And then since I do videos and tutorials, I've got like a tutorial in there. So I, I launched it with one action guide and just kind of announced it to the, the Facebook group. And, you know, I got a few people. Plus, I grandfathered anybody who was already in my program. I have a mm -hmm. big, I'm a big believer in loyalty. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are people that believed in me before. So, I'm sure. going to grandfather them in for a year no matter what. And yeah. and see what, see what happens. So, it already gets us a little bit of a seed in the people that are there. But also rewarding loyalty. They're going to, I would hope that they'll appreciate that. That now totally. we're just taking their learning where the course dropped off or didn't go as much in depth. Now we can go one topic at a time. Yep. And that's what I do in the membership. So each month is one topic. So it was like sponsorship proposals and then Facebook pages for racers. I also talked about websites for racers. See the idea of having a website for a racer still pretty foreign in our, yeah. in our market. And I'm sure. just trying to bring people up to, you know, at least like 2010. Um, but you know, <laughs> just 20, 2010, it's, uh, I'm not making fun of my market. It's just no, no, been I... a very analog market for such sure. a long time, but we need to do more for our audience and yep. offer more to them. We have the tools today to make it so easy. I love to say that anybody with a smartphone has a media company in their pocket. It's right there and it's right there. We have more tools and access, but if you don't know how to use them, it doesn't really matter. Yep. And that's yep. what I try to do. So you didn't really launch, quote unquote, do do a launch for the membership. You were just, you created it and you were like, here you go. And you let, you know, you messaged it. You let them know what the promise was and what this was going to be all, you know, all about. And, and what was the price of the membership? Uh, $20 a month or $200 a year. Okay. And then, so that was what I launched with. And then, then some changes happened. <laughs> okay, before we hit that, how many people did you bring into the membership at that time? Oh gosh, not a lot. Not a lot because you have to launch and, and launching is always tough. So I just kind of opened it up. But then, then I decided to do my first webinar and okay. webinars because then I have a whole new set of software to learn. Yeah. So th this is all pre-RIC right now is when I'm <laughs> all the information I'm giving you is pre-RIC. So pre-RIC, I decided to do, okay, I'm going to dive into this whole Facebook ads thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I have this ad that was optimized for link clicks. And I think it was just running it to my audiences, you know, keep yeah. in mind, I do have this other Facebook page that has like 20,000. So it's, mm -hmm. so I'm not really starting from scratch, but I, yeah, the um, winning motorsports marketing page only had like a couple hundred likes on it. Cause I just started it. Sure. And uh, so I spent like $40 and I got 25 link clicks. Yeah. So a dollar 59, a link click over there. Okay. Um, that's, so I don't even know. Um, I did and, have lots of people register about a hundred people, 97 people register for the webinar for the very, very first one. But I mean, a good number of those were people who are already in my program. So it's not a good indicator, <laughs> but so yeah, it started getting a little bit of traction I, and it was a good practice to get started with the webinar. Yeah. And then so now, okay, wow, I've done a webinar for the first time. And now I tried to do this Facebook ads thing. And oh my gosh, I got this email from Rick. What should I do? Hmm, I think I'm going to buy his program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so of course I did that. And, and that brings us to, do you want me to talk about that? About what happened when I started implementing your ads training? I, I want to I kind of back up a little bit. Sure. For that timeline right there, when you start, so when did you do your first webinar? Um, November... Uh, it was, it was like early November. So, okay, like so just a couple months ago. Yeah, no, all of this is super <clears> fresh. Yeah. And you had like 97 people register for it. Mm -hmm. A bunch of them were already your customers. <laughs> yeah. You ran some ads to your existing audiences. How big is your email list at this point? 
Oh, my email list at that time was probably yeah. about 900, but you have to take out a couple of hundred that are just like kind of friends and family type of things. Sure. So a targeted list, I think it was about 650. Okay. So an email list on the smaller side. Definitely small. Mm -hmm. You have this great Facebook group. Are you using lookalike audiences at this point? I don't think that. Not for that first ad. No. Okay. No. And so you got 97 people registered. Let's, let's just say... 30 of them are your customers. So you're bringing it down to like, let's just say 60, 65 people. Yeah. And you do your first webinar in November. Did you sell any of your membership? Yeah, I did. I did. I think I sold about probably about 10. I mean, I, I have the numbers, but, but again, most of those people already knew what I was doing. And some of them were also people that are part of like, I work with a web guy and, you know, yeah. he might be watching as well. So, sure. so, I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, I knew the webinar was a good way to go, but now I yeah. needed to get to a larger audience. Were you, what, what I love there and what, what a lot, what happens to a lot of people is like, you were like, I, I need to do a webinar to launch this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have to learn new software, never done a webinar before that stops most people. And so I just want to first acknowledge you for like continuing moving forward now, having talked to you now for 30 minutes, that doesn't surprise me at all that you did that. But <laughs> you were like, all right, let's figure this out. I have, you know, 60 people, 65 people on here. And you sold 10 of them, which is a great conversion rate. What was, <laughs> your, big, what was your big learning from that? Before we even get to the ads part, what was your big learning from doing that, going through your first webinar launch there? What was, you know, what did you feel? What felt good to you? What was like, holy cow, I need to change that next time. What was that experience like for you? I've also, I should back up and say, I do a ton of video. So I do, yeah. I do a live show every week on, you know, for my main business, I interview a lot of people when I out in the world, I do tutorial videos on my personal channel. So I've got my own special Kate Dillon personal channel where I do tutorials. So it's, you kind of mush these things together sure. of having a little bit of experience with video, but trying to use easy webinar software and go through their tutorials. They actually mm -hmm. do a really good job over there yep. and it, it really syncs nicely. So I found that it really wasn't that hard. You know, of course you do have to pull the trigger and, you know, buy, <laughs> buy more software. Yeah. Oh, sure. so much, so much software. <laughs> so, but that's okay. I mean, if it's the right thing and it works, but the feedback from it was great. I felt really good about the, about the people afterwards were like, wow, I really liked it. Or, Hey, I missed it. And, you know, is there a replay? And when I did my first one, I didn't even know how to send out a replay link. I had no idea. I just yeah. told people, I don't know. Like, because they would say, hey, you know, I, I can't make it live. Will there be a replay? Yeah. Remember, my audience is not the kind right, right. that signs up for webinars knowing you're going to watch them a week later, like people like us. <laughs> yeah. Did you so, call it a webinar? No, I did not. Because again, totally yeah. different language. So I called it my sponsorship success roadmap masterclass. Okay. Is what guys, I called it. Guys, this is a really, this is a very important point here because we all in the online space take it for granted that we know what the word webinar means, mm -hmm. but your market, your niche might not have any idea what that word means. So remember that just because we know what the word webinar means, our market doesn't necessarily know it. Maybe it's a you know, maybe it's, you know, I say live online training. You just, I love how you said it's a masterclass. You know, maybe you need to call it a live online workshop, a teleclass or whatever it is that's going to resonate with your audience. You need to make sure that you understand what is going to resonate with your audience. So I'm so glad that you, that you called it that and recognize that, that you know, my audience has no idea what a webinar is. Well, and I think it's really important and, and it's cool that you, you caught that because at least with the years of experience I've had talking to racers, I need to be able to speak their language. Absolutely. And, and so I've, I definitely wanted to do that. And that's, I was, it, I struggled with the name for a while, but I figured yeah. masterclass would nail it. So it, it felt really good. And the feedback was great. And then I knew, okay, gosh, other people do these multiple times. I think I should probably do it again. And I'm not used to that. Usually I just like do the thing and then drop the mic and I'm moving on to the next video that I do. Yeah. But I felt like it was valuable enough. I'm like finally landed on something because I struggled for a long time. What do I even talk about in a webinar that 
that can be some good training because I really want them to walk away, whether yep. they buy my thing or not. I want them to walk away feeling smarter and more capable than they were when they started. And then if they want to take that next step that they want to go on that journey with me, then they'll want to, you know, be a member of my program. Um, yep. I, I wanted that, but I didn't want anybody to feel, I've certainly been on some webinars that you get like you could have Googled it in five minutes, but you listen to it for 30 minutes and now you're going to like sell me your thing that, yeah. I mean, it feels like too obvious. And so I, I felt, I felt really good about, about how this turned out. So now you're like, all right, I'm going to do another one and I'm going to mm-hmm. up my game. I'm going to up my ads game to get more people there. What did you do? And I, well, like, I know you went, you went through the course and stuff like that. So yeah. what was the biggest kind of aha moment that you had when you're going from normally boosting your posts and just, just targeting your, you know, your fans and your friends of your fans, which I think is a great strategy, especially for you. Mm-hmm. What was sort of the next iteration there? You know, I would say when you're targeting for the cold traffic yeah. was, cause again, I'm used to targeting my own audience and I'm yeah. okay with that, yeah. but that's stepping a little bit out of the box for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. now I'm going to a cold traffic audience. I'm targeting other pages or interests to give another experience that's related, but not <laughs> um, for instance, I had a goal one time to start doing Google ads. Um, mm. And I even worked with Google, you know, their people on the phone to try to do, do Google ads. Right. And if you want traffic to your website, Google's cheap, you'll get traffic. But here's the thing. You've heard about how I sell very, very targeted niche products. All of a sudden, I'm getting calls from from California like, hey, I've got like an 84 Bronco. Um, do Do you have a crate engine for that? Dude, no, I sell race car parts, you know? So what the, my fear I should say would be to target an audience that really isn't my audience because I want, I want to stay in my lane. I want this to go to the right people. I don't need a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people is great, but a lot of, I'd rather have fewer right people than just vanity metric type of numbers and yours really dialed it in for me and that so I did two separate campaigns so one was to warm traffic with a couple of different pictures to test out and I did the exact pretty much the exact same ad but to a a colder traffic audience and you know which one you know which one actually performed better I'm going to guess the cold traffic. It did. I couldn't (laughs) believe it. It was cheaper. It was cheaper for lead. I couldn't believe that. That was a shocker. And and this is funny too, because it made me nervous. All of a sudden now these people signed up for my webinar and I'm like getting stage fright. I'm like, oh my gosh. Who, Who don't know you. They don't know me, and and I I was like scared. And the, but the yeah. thing is, I'm all I'm sitting there with is the same tools I had before. You know, I'm yeah. looking at a camera, yeah. <laughs> got my slides, yeah. got my script ish. You know, uh, my bullet points, and yeah. it's exactly the same. But that was a fear to overcome, like freaking out beforehand, going, "Oh my God, there's all of these people. What's going to happen? Maybe they won't like me." <laughs> it was it was a fun experience for what sure. What if they don't? What if they don't like you? You know, actually, I talk about branding in my in my program, and it's part of my part of what I teach in that class. Yeah. And if they don't like me, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because if again, I don't want to be vanilla ice cream. So yeah. I, I I make a joke or I, I give them an example where like I'm known for drinking Bloody Marys. I've had this album on Facebook since like 2013. <laughs> so it's one of those things people know about me, and it's a quirky thing. But if you're like anti-drinking, if you're you know just that a girl shouldn't be doing certain things or whatever. And, you know, whatever that thing is, just the fact that I call myself the girl who sells race car parts and that's like, it doesn't fit into your feminism um, Mm -hmm. narrative. Then if you don't like me, so be it. You're just not my people, you know? (laughs) But the people who like me will really, really like me. Yeah. I love it. That's what it's all about. Like attracting your audience, being authentic to who you are Mm -hmm. and being okay with, you know what? I'm not for everybody. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like me, so be it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I had one uh, negative comment. You hate how the negative comments stand out to you. Of course. There was one person that's like, um, I was expecting more from a master class and it should have. And then they're just trying to show off with like whatever words they wanted to say. Like you should sure. have t- talked about like how to start a business, you know, start a, whether you should have an LLC or incorporation for your race team. It's like, dude, were you at the same webinar I was? Cause uh, that is not at all what I was talking right. about. So I just acknowledged it. I said, thank you so much for your feedback. <laughs> um. So when you did the cold audience, so the interest targeting, mm-hmm. because you're trying to reach such a niche market, even though like you've taken a step back, like you've expanded a little bit from your, from the e-com market, yeah. you're still very niche, right? And who you want to speak yeah. to. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, I liken it to, you know, cause I'd love to know if you have it in front of you, if you don't, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. the target audiences that you started to target and, and to test out because, you know, I, I think of that you're talking about the golf niche, right? So if I'm in the golf niche and I'm, I'm serving the golf, the golfer market, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to target say Tiger Woods because that's going to bring in, you know, obviously he's a golfer, but that's going to bring in the casual person too. Maybe I want to reach the serious golfer. So in that case there, I want to be talking to the people who have an interest in like golf digest or something like that. Right. Right. And I liken it to what you're doing here is where, you know, and and again, I, I really don't know. I'd love to know how you targeted that because this is the type of market that I would see. My guess would be is you're targeting something that is relevant to your market, to your niche, but then you're using your ad copy and your actual ad to speak to your ideal target audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, um, I'm looking at ads manager. I don't really know what to tell you as far as like, I don't know which button to push to, uh, to figure out what I targeted this one, if it's in campaigns or ads. But I did, I looked at some of the biggest players in our space because yeah. also the hardest thing when, you're, when you are niche is the audiences are smaller. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if my page can even be targeted. So you have to have pages that are larger. Like I don't, your example, like I don't want to target NASCAR. Yeah. NASCAR is going to be fans. Right. If I was to target someplace like, um, like Speedway Motors is been in business for 50 or 60 years. They sell to hot rods and you know, they're in like 46 States. They've Mm -hmm. got a huge Facebook presence marketing team. That's a company that's much larger. So I'm going to target their audience because their audience is going to be, certainly some of them are hot rodders and not necessarily racers, but that would be an example of an audience that I would target. I might also target some racing series, but again, many of those are going to be fans or have too small of an audience. So I think for the interests, I did like racing and motorsports marketing, which I don't know if that was one of them or not, but -hmm. um, but I did some interest-based stuff. But it's a good example here of what we're just talking about is you want to get as specific as possible with the targeting here. And that's not going to be like, so racing, for example, like (laughs) I like NASCAR racing, but obviously I'm not your target audience. So you could target racing. However, you need to then use the ad to speak to your target audience. I'm saying this more for everybody listening, guys. Sure. So if you can't get specific with your targeting, get specific as possible and then use your ad copy, your image, your video, whatever you're doing for your ad to speak to that sub-segment of the audience within the audience that you are, that you're targeting. What were your cost per lead there? Cost per lead on your cold traffic? Now, remember, this was all an experiment. And when I was making my ads, I was, I was like watching you And I go do, I go do the step and then I'd watch you and I go do the step. And at one point, like I'm trying to schedule it and it was 15 minutes ago. So I had to start over or something. So it was a lot faster the second time I did it, but um, my cost per lead, and this is for webinar registrations, not just link clicks, but 86 cents a lead for cold and 99 cents a lead for warm. And yeah, I also like, I love love how you caveated that. So like, I thought you were going to tell me like, $25 $25 or something. Cause the way that you set that up, like what you're below oh, a dollar. No, but wait before that, but we have to remember too. <laughs> I start, I launched my ads on November 23rd. My webinar was December 1st. 
you do realize Black Friday was in there. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. And I still got, like, I was so excited because I didn't think about it. I'm like, I need to do a webinar and I need to do it before December. And I've got <laughs> travel coming up and this is when it needs to happen. And oh yeah, I, oh, it wasn't until I launched my ads. But, oh my God, seriously, Kate? Like the, like, Black Friday's coming up and you're going to compete against that? Really? Um, but you, you went <laughs> but I for it. Anyway, I did. I went for it. I went for it. So how much did you spend and how many leads did you get? I spent $223.72 yeah. so, for 238 registrations to my webinar. And, and my total registrations was 264. But again, some of those are probably already my students or maybe in my group. So that just sure. shows I wouldn't have gotten those registrations if those people hadn't seen those ads. Yeah. So otherwise I'd have been left with 30 people in my webinar round two because some people had already seen it. And, but that's not even the best part. Do you know how many people watched the webinar and signed up from, I mean, these are really small numbers. We just have to add zeros to these, right? But 32 people converted from my webinar, which is 12% of all the registrations. That's insane. So, I so, so I want to, I want to back you up here because <laughs> that number is amazing. Mm -hmm. What's even more amazing is not all 230 people showed up to your webinar. No, they didn't. Do you, do you know that number? I don't because I messed up. I had all of the things done, all the tags done, but I yeah. somehow when you save it wrong in easy webinar, yeah. it, it, it misses so, it. So my point is, is the webinar conversion rate is actually based on the number of people who showed up. Mm -hmm. So that 12% is going to be higher. Because let's just say you had a 30% show up rate, which is, you know, which is a good show up rate. So 30% of 230 is, um, uh, about 60. 60? Yeah. Yeah. There, there were more people than that. I want to say that there were, remember this whole masterclass idea is new to my audience. So yeah. they think they have to be there live. I want to say there was about 160 people on my, on my webinar. Wow. That's I, awesome. I, I want to say it cause I think you can see it when you're in it. Yeah, it yeah. was somewhere between 130 and 160 that were live. And you had how many sales? I uh, had 32. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. Amazing. And then did you have a follow-up sequence and all that stuff? I did. And then okay. people watched the replay. So I don't know if yep. they converted right that minute or if they needed sure. to be convinced a little bit at yep. the end. But um, I definitely looked at the stats to see, okay, how many people went to the webinar who are now yeah. students? And it's 32. So That's awesome. I felt, felt and, really and, good about it. Did you have a special offer? Because a membership can be a little challenging to sell off of a webinar because people think like, oh, I don't want to get quote unquote locked into a month in and month out payment. Obviously, that's, it's very possible. It's all comes down to messaging and our, our offer and stuff. Did you have a special offer or was it like, look, this is what we're doing. This is what it is. No. Um, so my special offer was Hey, you can sign up for 20. Well, by this time too, I had raised the price. So okay. that was the other thing that changed right before. Like I let people know, Hey guys, price is going up December 1st. So December 1st, I raised the price. I have my webinar and I've gone up to $25 a month or $250 a year. So that if you're like on the fence and you're not sure, you know, my big thing is, dude, I don't, you can't, you cannot tell me you don't have enough money. I mean, like you absolutely cannot tell me that this is the price of a pit pass. So the idea, I didn't want that excuse anymore. I was tired yeah. of that excuse because it's not even true. You know, yeah. if you don't have $25 and how do you have a race car? Cause you know what? You can't even afford to put gas in the truck to get it there, nor can you afford to get in the door. So right. you have $25. Yeah. So that was my, if you're scared and you just want to try to dip toes in the water. But then the other piece was, Hey, if you want to sign up for the year, Remember, I'd already created a course, so yeah. I'm not trying to sell that anymore. So, hey, you know what? You sign up for a year. You're showing your commitment. You're going to get my winning motorsports marketing course included with your membership. So, you'll have that. You'll have everything that's in the membership, and we'll move forward and get everything from here, private Facebook. Everybody gets a private Facebook group. But yeah. you got my course for free that I had sold for $197. Yeah. So, so now you're getting, you're getting a whole year, and you're getting that $197 course for $250 for the whole year and saving $50 over buying it month by month. I so now it. it's about a half and half split between the people who are that did monthly. paying monthly versus yeah. paying yearly. Nice. Yeah. So that was, that was early December. It was. Please tell me that you have been list building since then 
because you're getting such ridiculously good <laughs> cost per lead on your webinar. When you do a lead magnet of some sort, like what you should likely be getting, and obviously, no, it's not guaranteed, but you should be getting a lower cost per lead on a lead magnet. Are you doing that? Yeah, I've got a couple of lead magnets okay, out there. Um, and my list has grown from like the 600 or whatever it was. Actually, yeah. I, you know what? I started my list. I did a program in July and it was like building your first hundred. So I was about 600 by the end of July. Yeah. And now my list is about 1150. Nice. So it's, it's gone up quite a bit. And those are really targeted people. A lot of them who have, I still have my free group. The group photo for the cover photo says, you know, hey, download my free you know, free seven tips for sponsorship. And I've got another one, like five must use resources for, for uh, racers. And that's been a big help for driving that. And unfortunately we get into December and it's the biggest trade show of the year in my, in my industry. So I'm gone for a week there. I was sick before I was sick after, but I decided to close the doors in, in uh, December 31st. So we ended with uh, 86 students is where we ended for the year. So, so wait, you kept the doors open for a month? I did. I did because I didn't have enough time to mess with it. You know, that, that sounds terrible, but I remember my audience is a little bit different too. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you finished with 86 students. I did. I did. I finished, I finished with 86. I was going for a hundred, didn't quite make it, but you know, that's definitely on the winning side of things. 86 out of the 230? Uh, 86 total. So 86 just total is where we're at in my program so far. Oh, 86, but, but Total. you, mm -hmm. but you only had a, you didn't have that many in there before. No, uh, -uh. no, so I didn't. Your overall conversion rate from your launch was like ridiculous. Meaning yeah, I guess. Yeah. Cause if we 86 minus 24, so I added 60 people in that period of time in just that couple of months. Yeah. And it was, was well, it, you added 60 people in December, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Between the, yeah, I guess it was December because we had and, a few before then, but. And was it just from your launch list of like 260 people? Uh, probably. Well, that or my group, because I've got, yeah. I do have a, the Facebook group has about 900 people in it. Yeah. So, and then of course my page has grown too. So my page is like 830 right now. I mean, yeah. all of these are just still, still just getting started here, you I know? Mean, Amazing. So, I mean, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So what has this done for you as far as like, what's next as far as launching, as far as your ads, like this has got to have, has, has given you a ton of confidence here in what you're doing. It does. I mean, I think what's scared, the people that are scared in my market is they're not seeing enough of the testimonials. That's what I'm seeing. Mm. Um, so that really came out like in the last, I did like one last live video to answer any questions. And like one of my students was, oh, man, I wish you would have had done this video sooner before you were closing because there's such great information. You know, somebody was asking. So we're going to, you know, really highlight the students and their successes in the program moving forward. Also, I reached out to, a, there was a promoter's workshop that where they're going to be talking to racetracks and series. Mm -hmm. And I know some of the people and I just said, you know, hey, you guys know I've been doing this thing over here if you want my help, you know, or, or be part of it. So now I'm going to go be a speaker at a promoter's workshop, which is going to build more authority. Yeah. Um, obviously, sure. I'm going to help that mark that piece of our market as well. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, anytime you can build authority and have more testimonials, all of that is going to go into the next launch. Uh, again, this is my very, very busiest time of year for selling race car parts. So yeah. From January through March, I'm pretty yeah. covered up with just like ordering stuff and answering the phone and all of that. I came sure. back from that trade show with 50 videos. Also, <laughs> uh, because of the videos I do, I'm now actually this weekend going and I created a course for someone else in that they do a live training. I'm going to video it. I created the website over on Thinkific and we've already been pre-selling that. So these launch lessons I've learned, I'm taking to another company and helping them. And um, I'm doing a percentage ownership in that program. So I'm helping them over there too. So it, it all just spreads. I do. Um, so I've got my guys at the shop that do my shipping. I used to literally do everything. 
everything from every Facebook post to putting the stuff in the boxes. But, yeah. but now I do have um, someone who comes and helps as my cameraman. He used to work for me all the time, but now he's at the shop doing engine things, race car things, because, because I helped him become a race car driver through my training. And so now he's off doing that. But then I have an, I have a personal assistant as well, who's learning. She's new to all of this, but she's learning this as well. So, so I've got a couple of people who help me on a part-time basis. So not a big team for what you're doing. No, uh -uh. no, a ton of stuff. I do a few things. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's so I, work, awesome. I work quite a bit and there's no doubt, but I love it. And it's all, it's like, it's all related, but they're different things and you have to learn these different skills. But once yeah. you learn it once you can translate it. And, yeah. and I'll, Oh, I've got to tell you how I'm excited to use your program because there's another step that I'm going to take in the foundations training. Mm -hmm. And th I know that you don't call it like, you're like, Hey, if you're e-commerce, I'm probably not your guy. That's yeah. one thing you've said, yeah. but how I do things differently is I do a lot of video, like I mentioned, and I have an audience that's really scared of technology. So like retargeting ads, I've purposely, I mean, I know they exist. I was a Google search away from being able to find out how to do it. I mean, it can't mm -hmm. be that hard. Right. Mm -hmm. But I refuse to do it because I have the audience that thinks that, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, I was just saying that my phone's spying on me. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be the person that's the, that's the, at the butt of that, you know, yep. that is really like, oh my gosh, Crate Insider is spying on me. But what I will be doing is with our videos that are coming out, most of mine relate to a product. So what I'm excited about is using your video views targeting in yep. the ads manager to then retarget them later. If they watch the video, that's not the same as going to a website and running across something or just sure. random ads. But if you watch a video to be reminded later of the particular product that we were talking about in the video, I feel like that's a natural progression. And I think it's gonna create a lot more conversions that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, I want to kind of wrap up here. I was going to ask you about your, you, you've said a few times that you do a lot of video. Yeah. And you do I a do. live, you do a live show. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming you do a lot of Instagram stories, that sort I of don't. thing. I oh, don't. Really? I, I'm really not a stories person. It just okay. doesn't have the longevity for me. So, so when and, you say you do videos, is it mostly yeah. Facebook lives or, or what kind of video you're doing? Well, I do live. I do a Facebook live every week. And mm. honestly, I will probably do three live videos. This is today's happens to be Tuesday when you and I are talking. So I've got yeah. my, my live show, which is top five Tuesday. Um, I'll do that at two o'clock. Um, I usually go live in my Facebook group, my public facing one, and I'll normally do a live in my private members only group as well. So those are the live videos. But a lot of times, you know, I do have my head down and working and the reason I don't do stories is half the time I don't have makeup on. So I do have makeup on today. And, um, but the other ones I do when I'm at the big trade show events or if I'm at a big race, I will interview drivers, I will yeah. interview manufacturers. And then I do separate ones. So I do products product videos. I do tech videos. That's all on my Crate Insider channel. I have three YouTube channels. So then I do uh, mm -hmm. Winning Motorsports Marketing is a separate YouTube channel, which I'll mm -hmm. just kind of take my lives from that and post that over there. And then mm -hmm. on my Kate Dillon channel, I do whatever I want to do. So this is, this is, could be I do unboxing videos. I do vlogs. I love camera equipment, but I'm not an expert at it. So it could be like me flying a drone. I also, this is a fun one. I have a whole playlist of the stupid stuff I buy because of Facebook ads where I will do unboxings of the stupid, stupid stuff that I buy because it came up in my feed. Um, <laughs> I love it. And, and so I kind of do, those are more branding, I guess. It's not really a... A driver to try to sell anything. Sure. But it's the outlet for the other things. But I yeah. figured it out just a couple of weeks ago. I've shot over, I've posted over 400 videos in the last like three and a half, four years. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Not including courses or not including sure, anything. Sure. Just yeah. what's on YouTube. I mm -hmm. love it. I love it. I'm going to check back in with you later this year. Okay. Because I, I love the strategy that you're doing. I love the next iteration of ads for the e-com side with the video engagement retargeting. And then also the next iteration of your course and your, I mean, your, I mean your membership. Now yeah. that you're getting better at ads and you're, you're crushing it with your webinar registrations, I want to have you back on later this year and, and follow up and check in and see where you're at. And I just want, I'm so amazed at, not amazed isn't the right word. I'm so like, just good for you for like, you're just crushing it. 
Thank you're just going forward and you're like, you know what? I don't know how to do this. And I'm going to be honest with myself and my audience. And like, look, I'm doing the best I can and things aren't going to be perfect. And I'm going to keep moving forward and like kudos to you. And you're doing amazingly well. And, and I'm super grateful that you came on the show here to take us through what you're doing and sort of the progression of the business and your ads and, and what you're doing to move things forward. So thank you for sharing this story. Where can people connect with you? And you just mentioned a bunch of places. Where, what's the best place for people to, to connect with you? Uh, my website is really easy, katedillon.com. That's probably the best place, uh, unless you're into race car parts, but <laughs> that would be crateinsider.com. But me personally is Kate Dillon, and I do have a Kate Dillon Facebook page as well. So you can find me over there on, on Kate Dillon. It's a Kate, the, the extension on Facebook is Kate Dillon Inc. So it's okay. easy, to, easy to find. So Facebook, I'm there all the time, probably the easiest place to find me. Awesome. I'll link everything up in the uh, show notes for today's episode. Kate, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I super appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, don't forget Tuesday, January 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific time. I've got a brand new live workshop all about ads targeting, how to attract and get in front of your exact target audience on Facebook and Instagram. This is going to be about a two hour workshop. And up until January 14th, it's $97 for the workshop. After the 14th, it's just $147. If you cannot make it live, that's okay. Still register. You'll get a recording of the training. I'm going to be diving into all aspects of ad targeting in this workshop. This is the biggest challenge for people that I see day in and day out and why they're not getting results with their ads. I'm going to break it all down for you on this live targeting workshop, rickmulready.com forward slash targeting workshop. Okay, it's rickmulready.com forward slash targeting workshop. You can learn more about the workshop there, who this workshop is for, uh, what you're going to walk away from that training feeling like, and you can sign up and register there as well. Okay. So my friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you got a ton out of my interview with Kate. Another quick tip episode is coming your way later this week. Look forward to seeing you on the podcast then. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.